everybody. Welcome to Just for Variety. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Today is January 9th, 2023. First up, let me say Happy New Year. I hope your holidays were joyful and relaxing and your new year is off to a great start. On this week's episode of Just for Variety, I'm talking to Nathaniel Curtis. Curtis first grabbed television audiences' attention with his work as Ash in Russell T. Davies' age drama series, It's a Sin. Now he can be seen as Brian in The Witcher Blood Origin, Netflix limited Witcher prequel series. I talked with Curtis over Zoom video from his home in London, just a few days before Blood Origin premiered on Christmas. But before we get to Mr. Curtis, we have to talk about, yes, the Golden Globes. The HFPA's Golden Globes three-hour telecast returns tomorrow, Tuesday, January 10th, to NBC and Peacock, after the organization was under fire for about two years over lack of diversity among its membership and some very questionable business practices. Jared Carmichael hosts, and some of the big names expected to attend include Austin Butler, Selma Hayek, Michelle Yeoh, Steven Spielberg, Guillermo del Toro, Julia Garner, Andrew Garfield, Jenna Ortega, Shirley Ralph, Kevin Costner, and so many more. But before the Globe ceremony begins, make sure to tune into Variety's Red Carpet Pre-Show, hosted by yours truly and my friend, Elizabeth Wagmeister. You can catch the 90-minute live show starting at 3.30 p.m. PT on Variety.com. See you on the carpet. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Just for Variety. I'm talking to Nathaniel Curtis. He plays Brian on Netflix's new Witcher prequel series, The Witcher Blood Origin. Just a little heads up, we do discuss some of the show's storylines and plots, but it doesn't get too spoily at all. Here's Nathaniel Curtis. Hi, Mark. How are you? Good. How are you, friend? I'm good. I'm going to try and figure out this lighting. You with your elf ears. Yeah, well, not today. Not I, did, no, I, I desperately missed them. I got to keep my final one. Actually, we finished filming a year ago today. I, I really oh, really? And I got to keep my last right ear, just because they were always taken off with, like, acetone, I think it's... Yeah. Right. And like, it was always um, the way they were taken off. And I had loads of piercings in mine. And so, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, um, I, I got to keep my last right ear. And it sat on my bookcase, um... I think it's in front of like the Song of Achilles or something. It's just sat there having a great old time. <laughs> so let's, I think the last, the last time we did speak, you had mentioned you had gotten the role. It was still top secret. Um, 
What did you know about The Witcher? I mean, listen, I'm I'm be the first to admit I'm not a gamer geek person like that. I knew about The Witcher obviously because of Henry Cavill. I mean, you know, he brought him, he brought The Witcher into many of our living rooms. Um, so I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm def- I'd happily call myself a geek, but I'm actually not a gamer. Right. Um, and I hadn't read the books, but I I knew of The Witcher. I loved The Witcher. I absolutely love that series. Um, I like fantasy anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think um, it was, I, I, I think it's a really good series. And I loved season, I loved season two, actually. Uh, and I have some friends who are in The Witcher, which is very exciting. Um, and so I, I knew of the series and that's kind of it. And then I got invited to um, do a little tape for it. Uh, although it was called something completely different, of course, as these things are. And then, um, but because it was a, an original, obviously it's an original story, it's set like what 1500 years before um yeah. and so uh I, I i i knew very little of the actual story of the convergence of the spheres i mean because i hadn't read the books um i didn't really know what that was but yeah that's kind of all i knew so when you auditioned they didn't tell you what you were auditioning for no it was no uh i don't think so no so i i mean i only sent i sent in one tape um and it was this incredible like three page monologue. Um, it was, it was gorgeous. It was so, and it was actually about Brian's backstory. Um, and he's, you know, I think it was, he was, he was sat telling someone how he ended up where he like sat in this bar, excuse me. And it was beautifully written and it was heartbreaking and it was funny. And um, so then I did my tape and I sent it off and thankfully they liked it. <laughs> so tell us who you play. Tell us a little bit of his of his backstory. Okay, so uh, people who aren't familiar with the Witcher world, go. So I play an original character called Brian. Brian is uh, one of the merchants, so he's one of the heads of the Merchants Guild, and uh, which means that he's technically a subclass of most the majority of the characters in Blood Origin. Um, I actually can't say too much about him because spoilers absolutely everywhere. Yeah, but. Um, he so he but he's very much someone who has worked to get to where he was. He he ran away from where he grew up, where he was impoverished, and he jumped on a ship, um, and he landed in Zendrea, and uh, he has worked his way up to where he is. He is smart. He is he's like street savvy. He but he's also incredibly optimistic about the future. He knows things aren't particularly easy for him, um, and in his current situation, but he. It's always he's he's working for a better life that he believes in. Mm. Yeah, and he's lovely. He's really funny and sarcastic and loving and dresses very well. Thank you, Lucinda. That, that so, was my next thing. He's very pretty. We have, <laughs> we, we no, have, I have your, to say, we have sorry. your signature long locks. I do, I do. Yeah, were they and all it, yours or did they give you extension? No, they're all mine. They're all mine. They, uh, <laughs> I I walked in. Actually, very similar for it to sin. I walked into a hair and makeup test and I was like, oh my God, like they're gonna give me a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> no, they um they like my natural hair, which is obviously long and brown and insanely thick and curly. And so <laughs> they just they loved it. And they but with this, they wove like things into my hair and the jewelry was amazing. And I have to say that the hair and makeup team and costume were so, so brilliant. Just that they they cared so much about it, and it was so so lovely to be a part of. And they also let me have some input into you know I wore some of my own jewelry, and 
Oh, really? Yeah, it was very, it felt very collaborative um, with hair, like, I mean, with with everyone, but especially with hair and makeup, they kind of, I have, you know, some like beautiful rings and some earrings and because I've got my ears pierced and they let me, um, they let me kind of have a look at the selection and be like, this feels like him. But with them knowing that I, you know, I'm playing the character, I know the character very well. Um, And then also I have a small tattoo at the top of my chest, which they covered up and gave me a, a beautiful tattoo, which I don't think you actually see anymore, which is so sad. This gorgeous crescent moon on my shoulder. I felt very cool. How long did how how long did it take to do the temp tattoo? I mean, so I mean to cover it up and to give me the new one, I think it was probably about 15, 20 minutes. And what do you have? What is your real tattoo of that they had a cover it's a up? Tiny, it's a very little triangle in the crick of um oh, my little thing. Yeah. Just underneath my collarbone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When we first see you, I believe it's when we first see you um, in the show, you're wearing, I guess, what what would you call it? A low cut? Um, Is it low cut? I mean, it's quite an open robe. Open robe. Okay, fine. Open robe. Um, Not inappropriately open. You know, he's cinched in with a lovely little sash. But but as soon as we see you, it's like, okay. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> there I am again. There he is. Um, um, yeah, in a, but I mean, it's beautiful, like sky blue silk. Yeah. Oh, it was gorgeous with this black and gold thread. And yes, but again, my costumes are quite revealing in this. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? I, is it going to be a requirement every time you're on screen? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Take it while you can. Take it exactly. while you whilst can. I'm, whilst I'm still young. <laughs> Um, tell me about putting the ears on, you know, you're, do I say you're elfin? Elven? Elf, my elf, elfin? Elfin? That's cool, my elf is. Yeah, you're an elf? <laughs> you're an elf. That um. <laughs> was about putting those ears on for the first time. And did they try different, you, we always hear about this, like, did they try different sizes to make sure they got the right fit? Tell me about the choosing of the ears. Um. So, no, Deb, head, the head of, uh, hair and makeup she um and prosthetics she um I went in for this hair and makeup test shortly before we started filming and she literally the first pair pair of ears she picked up she was like I will try them put them on she was like they're perfect and so then they that style became my ears because what's quite nice is that in this show not everyone has the same kind of ear because in real life you don't have the same kind of ears so um excuse me so um yeah they they tried it and it was it was amazing I mean it was two hours to put them on wow. every day um and so these poor oh gosh poor these poor people having to do so many people's ears for so many hours <laughs> but um so you put them on it was silicon and then uh it was stuck on with glue and then and it was like fitted so that it was half your ear right. half prosthetic and then they paint and then they paint it and they'd spend so long painting it with all these um different layers of colors so that um, like if the light shone through it, you could see red because then it looks like there's blood, you know, going through the ear. It was so intricate and so well thought out. And I loved it. I had a great time. I was in my so, element. So did you, was there any time like one day after work, you're like, you know what, keep the ears on. I'm going to go to Starbucks. <laughs> I wish. See what no, happened. I was, I was very tempted. Actually, and I think also once you've had them on for hours and hours and hours, you do kind of want to just take them off so you can feel your ears breathing again. (laughs) Um, What was the most challenging part of the work? 
Um, that's a, you know what? I actually think I was incredibly lucky. I mean, I, I, my scene partners were phenomenal. Let's and- talk about, okay, we're going to go here. And I know there are spoilers. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about spoilers, I'm afraid. Hold on, hold on a second. Let's do okay. it. I wouldn't, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. I'm not going to let anyone spoil it. We're going to let the series come out. Then we're going to chat. I'm also going to put all over my story. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Okay. Because we can't not talk about you being queer on the show. Yeah. That is just, I was even, like, I didn't know anything. So I was going in and I don't want, I don't want to make assumptions when I, when I first saw your outfit in the open robe. Did you know right away the character was going to be queer? In the audition script that I had, it talked about um, Brian running away with the boy that he loved, who then died at sea. Um, And so, and then he was brought to the shores of Zentrea and this boy that he loved, loved an artist called um, Abel, uh, who um, painted and then the moment he got, he washed up on the shore and he, um, he sees someone selling a Gabel painting and he calls this person out on it and he sees it as like a reason to stay. <clears throat> and then he meets and falls in love with the beautiful young Eridan, played so gorgeously by Jacob Consleby, who is one of the sweetest and most talented men I've ever had the pleasure of working with. Um, and so I knew about it from the, from the very beginning. And then when I, I had a sit down Zoom with Declan Debar, <clears throat> excuse me, my gosh, I'm gonna have some tea. Um, and, and we had a very, very in-depth discussion about the importance of diversity and how um, uh, Declan had no interest in creating a show just of white, straight people. He wanted people to look different, to feel different, to sound different, to love differently. You have, Fran and Lizzie, who are obviously, you know, like not, you know, um, Lizzie has cerebral palsy and it's it's so in, important to show that if you're showing a world, you show all aspects of a world. Mm. You show the different races, you show different classes. And we talked about the character of Brian. And I mean, originally I, you know, I did, there were more scenes that were shot, but you know, hey, editing, it happens. And when, and also you know, like it moves the storyline along. And when we filmed these scenes, it was so important because Eridin does become a villain at some point later on down the line. And he shows that his, his trouble isn't that he's in love with a man, it's that he's in love with a man from a different class. And when Declan said that, I was thrilled because I loved his character that he created and the fact that it doesn't matter, like, it doesn't matter who you love in this world. It just, you know, class is obviously the biggest thing. Um, and so when we talked about it and he talked about why he wanted to show that actually, because Eridan's sexuality is never stated, he wanted to show some, um, that he had a heart, a really big heart. And it just happened to be in the form of a man, of a merchant. And uh, so I became the six foot five heart with the long hair of, Eridin and it was so lovely because you'd see you know Jacob told me um on set that he made sure Eridin didn't ever really smile unless he was with Brian and when I like he told me that in the middle of filming and I nearly oh I nearly went it was so lovely to hear because 
trying to build that story with him was so it was important to me because it was important to him mm. i wanted i wanted it that i wanted it to be rooted in reality i wanted it to be believable that a man like eridan would go home to a man like brian and i can only credit jacob for being my scene partner and for being oh beautiful beautiful to work with did you have to do a chemistry read with him beforehand i did um I didn't. I mean, I, I didn't. We didn't do a proper chemistry read, but just before we started filming, we started filming at different times, but both in Iceland. And so he went out there first, shot all of, shot his scenes, and then I arrived the day after he left. And uh, but just before we went out to Iceland, um, we sat in Upfield Studios with one of the directors, and we sat and we just read through our scenes, and it was, it was Im- immediately apparent that we were going to be fine. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break right now but when we return curtis reveals his nickname on the blood origin set plus he recalls his very first audition we'll be right back welcome back to just for variety i'm your host mark malkin i'm talking with nathaniel curtis what does it mean as a queer actor to be playing a queer role in a genre that traditionally, you know, in terms of TV and film, we haven't seen queer storylines? It, I mean, it genuinely means the world to me because I love fantasy. I grew up loving fantasy. And with a character who is so, like, the character was lovely. Mm. It wasn't just that, you know, his being queer is actually very little to do with him apart from the man he loves. He has his own ambitions. He has his own life. He has his own things that he strives for, but to be able to play, to be asked to play the first openly queer character in an, in the Witcher universe, which I love um, the first openly queer character, just when I heard that, it just, it kind of sunk in that it even just about me. It was about the people. It was about, nine-year-old Nathaniel, 10-year-old Nathaniel, 11-year-old Nathaniel, who you know, wanted to see um, people of colour in the fantasy world, and then 17, 18-year-old Nathaniel, who longed to see queer people of colour in the fantasy world. It, it was so touching, and so I was determined that I gave it absolutely everything. What did you think when, you know, we saw when Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power came out, the, I mean, just racist backlash yeah. how on earth could you bring people of color uh, into this fa- it, it's you know where you just want to look at the people and say it's fantasy yeah yeah <clears throat> real i think people having a problem you know people not being able to believe that there would be quick um brown people or people of color in this world more than there being elves running around you know, stabbing each other, <laughs> I think is, honestly, it's, it's, it's sad, but it's not surprising. And I, I, I was fully aware that there's, pro- there would probably be something like that the moment that, you know, you, they announced the cast, which is incredibly diverse, but not for the sake of diversity. And that's what I love. And I love that about the Lord of the Rings as well. Um, I actually also really loved the Lord of the Rings. I thought it was banging. Um, and I think that, hey, what is said is that I do not, I do not 
read reviews. I don't Google myself. I don't go and search myself on Twitter. But I've, as long as I've done my job well, I think that's all that matters because that's that's all I'm there to do. I'm there to tell a story. If people have a problem with the way that I look, that's nothing to do with me. I didn't, you know, I didn't really have much to do with the way that I look. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I'm doing the best job that I can as an actor. And I want it to be authentic and truthful and everything that the show needs. Mm. You say you don't Google yourself, you don't read reviews, but will you read those letters from the young fans who say, Nathaniel, thank you. I could see myself. Yeah. yeah. I would, I think, you know, after it's after in, which I mean, was incredible, but completely changed my life. And the way that people, the way that people would speak to me and tell me their stories and it, it meant so much to know that my work meant that much to people because there are there are actors out there whose work means so much to me as well. So, but yeah, I mean, if those letters do come, if those people do say those things, and my gosh, it it's it's so genuinely touching to hear that, um, and it is incredibly humbling as well. Uh, yeah, and oh gosh, yeah, I don't know, I hadn't even thought, <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> But there are going to be those queer gamers, young yeah. people, who are going to tune into this show and probably for the first time in many ways see themselves. The power of that is enormous. And it's it's so strange to think of it like that as well, because when I think of the show, I think of hanging out with some of the coolest people I've ever met. Um, <laughs> And like spending hours in hair and makeup at 5 a.m. and going to this these enormous sets um, and just doing what I love with people who I love. And that's I've been I've honestly, Mark, I've been fortunate enough that, the, you know, I, look, I'm at five years without an acting job. I worked really hard to get to where I am. And the fact that my career has just started kind of taking off is so exciting to me. But I wouldn't be here without the people that I've worked with, the people that have helped me and advised me and supported me when I doubt myself or I'm worried that, you know, my cost, like I don't look good in my costume or that I'm not giving it everything. And the people who know better saying that I'm doing a job, that's, that's, that's what I think of when I think of the shows that I've worked on. That's what I think of when I think of Blood Origin. I think of having a dance at half five in the morning with Deb just before, whilst I'm waiting, you know, for my hair to dry. And <laughs> that's what I think of. And so I think that's what the show means to me. And then to have the idea of me, it meaning more to other people, to the audience. That's why we make the show. We make the show for the audience to enjoy it. But the, yeah, the idea of that, I think baffles me. It really like really does. I mean, Hey, you and I have spoken how many times? Yeah. And just, it's so strange to think that it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have to ask you, is it sad that you're not in The Witcher with Henry Cavill? Honestly, <laughs> I'm devastated. I shall never recover. But I was I was talking to Anya Talopta the other night, um, and we were just kind of talking about our times in The Witcher. And obviously, although they are very similar, of course, it's completely different. And of course, then there's now lovely um, Liam Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth, yeah. Liam Hemsworth, excuse me, um, who is taking over the role. And I don't know, I, 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 I will continue to watch it. Um, but honestly, I just also, I'd love to be in The Witch because I'd want to work with some of my other friends. Anna Schaffer, please. 
and your chocolate. If anyone if anyone wants to bring bring him back fifteen hundred years later, I'll do it. I'll do it, girl. By the way, it's a fantasy show. <laughs> it's years a fantasy, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and I'm already a brown elf. <laughs> I'm a brown elf. How often have you said that? I'm a brown elf. <laughs> I said it to myself quite a lot. It was really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and when people ask me about the show, and obviously I can't at this precise moment in time talk about it, um, and they say, you know, who like who are you playing? What are you doing? It's like, well, I'm a brown elf. Um, and actually, when on set, who was it? Was it? It was either Jacob or Mirren. He said that I look like fancy, fancy brown Jesus. I was like, oh, thank you, fancy brown. You know what? Either that's your rap name, your rapper name, or your drag name. Fancy brown Jesus. Actually, no, I don't even. Was it fancy brown Jesus? No, I think no. I actually, think it was fancy gay Jesus. Okay, I think that's what they call because of all the jewels in the <laughs> in the road and the hair and the hair. And the, hair. And the hair. The hair. Oh gosh, the hair. Fancy <laughs> gay Jesus. Yeah, but I mean, this thing like, well, I had so much fun on that set. It sounds like where, it. With the scene with Mar- uh, Marin. That's not her name. Excuse me, Marin Jacob, and I. Which is also so like it's so tense, um, but the three of us would just be singing along with each other and just hanging out. And I mean, I I didn't get to spend any time with anyone else from the cast um, in on set, but outside of that, I see Lizzie Annis once a week, you know. And during filming, Mirren and I would go out for dinner. Just, like we'd all hang out. It was just really lovely because there's, I mean, some insanely, insanely talented actors. But some like they're stunning people. They're so lovely. So it was just really easy. Like, and when they said that, I was like, you know what? You're not wrong. There was. Um, I remember when Miriam comes in in her gorgeous gold gown and like the headpiece and just being the most beautiful woman in the world. And I'm there in like my dressing gown, um, my hair's plaited back, and Jacob's in, like this shift. And <laughs> I remember she walked in, and I was like, oh, for goodness' sake, <laughs> like. And Jacob just went, oh, disgraceful. Um, Take me back to your very first audition you ever went on. Do you remember it? Oh, my God. Oh, oh, yes. So it wasn't actually, okay. When I was at drama school uh, in second year, Regent's Park Open Air Theatre here in London um, used to do a production where they would take their ensemble from East 15. And um, from their second year students. And so instead of doing the Shakespeare module, they would then be in the ensemble professional, in their professional debut in the theatre. Um, and I remember it was Pride and Prejudice, which loved me some Jane Austen. I'm not going to lie. And then I, so then I, we, were, we were all in one of the studios and we all had to, like, they taught us this Regency dance. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. I loved it. And then, um, they were like, okay, think of some characteristics, you know, like who, who you're dancing with. Do you want to be dancing with them? Would you rather be dancing with someone else? And so then we created this dance. And um, so that was my first ever audition, I guess. And then my first fresh, my first audition after that, I was in, I was in third year. And I, so it was my final year. Our headshots had just gone live on the website. And then I was called into an to audition for The Lion King here in the West End. And I panicked because... Although I can sing, I'm not, um, I mean, I can sing, but I'm not a musical theatre performer. And so I went in to the head of the acting course and I was like, okay, unexpected, but I'll 
do it. And so I went in and um, had some sessions with my singing teacher there at East Dean. And then I went and I auditioned for The Lion King. Did I get past the first round? Nope. Did I hear the man who went in before me singing with the most gorgeous voice I've ever heard? Yes, I did. Did that put me off? A little bit. But I wouldn't have got it anyway, but at least I was up for it. Uh, what song did you sing? Your song by Elton John. You know, I haven't thought about the audition in years. If you want to sing for me right now, you can. We'll oh, no, it. not today. We'll, Thank you very we'll much. Get it, we'll get it to Elton. You have, you have your okay. tea there. <laughs> Nathaniel, this is so great. I'm so glad we got to like do a longer conversation. And I'm so happy for you. Um, Thank I you so much. It's been so much fun watching you as Brown Gay Jesus. This was great. And I was so excited to see you in it. So excited to see you playing a queer character in it. Um, and you could, you, you, I know I asked you about the chemistry read, but you could feel the chemistry between the two of you. That really means so much. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you. Awesome. Oh, it's so lovely to speak to you. Same here. Thanks, sweetheart. See you later. That was Nathaniel Curtis. The Witcher Blood Origin is available on Netflix. And that's it for this week's Just for Variety. Thanks for listening. Until next time, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Malkin. And for all your breaking and very exclusive Hollywood news, go to Variety.com. See you next time. Thank you.